Coming up on this episode, Randy and I are going to talk about random bullshit, a fan favorite. You know, I question the fans. Yeah, you have to question people's sanity. I know. So, stick around. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary, quite incredible, quite unlike anything you may have experienced in your life. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. There's no better way to top off your ride through Pulaski County, Missouri than to spend some time floating peacefully downstream and dipping your toes in the cool currents of their pristine waterways. Whether you float by kayak, canoe, or raft, float trips are the heart of the Ozarks. Nearly 100 miles of twisting waterways, including the Big Piney and Gasconade Rivers, each offering unique float experiences and scenery. Rubido Spring, with its pristine waters providing the perfect natural swimming hole, plus a labyrinth of submarine caves and caverns. Local outfitters ready to make your trip effortless with gear such as life jackets and vessels, including inner tubes, paddle boards, kayaks, and canoes. Numerous hotels, campgrounds, and RV parks are ready to host your group. Plan your trip by taking the online tour at visitpulaskicounty.org. There he goes, finally off to work. You know, it's been six months since his accident. He just got his new bike, was going to take it for a spin around the block. Some idiot looking at his phone ran a stoplight and plowed right into him. Steve was hurt pretty bad. Thank goodness he was wearing a helmet. And thank goodness for Schmidt Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at kansascitylawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is Randy Two Guns Lewis from Bike Works <laughs> in Urbana, Missouri. Yeah. Want to explain what the two guns are about? A beer in each pocket? There you go. There you go. You went a different direction, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what she said. You went a different direction? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm just all about directional stuff. How have you been there, young feller? Uh, I'm good. Good. Just right as the mail. What about okay, you? Okay, well, then we're done for the week. <laughs> see when I see you. I'm taking oh, this I'm one doing for the fine. Road. Still above ground, kicking. Yeah, for now. You keep yeah. running that mouth, it might be changing. I know. <laughs> Gets me in trouble all the time. You know, it's funny. People always say, like, 
why do you ride motorcycles? Don't you know they're dangerous? And I said, why are you talking to strangers? Don't you know that's dangerous? Exactly. But you're in a very precarious situation right now. You yeah. might choose your next words very wisely. Very carefully. Yeah. So what exciting has gone on for you this week? Oh, shit. Weather's turning a little bit. You know, business is, is always busy, but it's starting to pick up a little bit more and more and more now. Uh, sold a couple things, so I can kind of... Usually, when I sell a bike or two, it kind of is a pre-notion to what's getting ready to happen in the shop. So people are, they're getting their bikes out. They're thinking about it more and more. So the season's right around the corner where it's just going to be assholes to elbows full of motorcycles. I'm going out today. Yeah. Where you plan on going? Hopefully I'm going to leave the driveway. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And then I took maybe your training wheels off. Are you sure you're going to be able to do that? I can. I can. There I can. I can balance it. There you I go. I thought maybe I'd just take a quick ride around the lake. That's a great idea, man. Yeah. And it's perfect weather for it. Oh yeah. It's, it's going to be like fifty. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the fifties, air is. I've been be seeing cool. a lot of people out riding lately. Yes. Yes. And the, what temperatures been in the forties and fifties? I've been encouraged. Perhaps they've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> Possibly possibly yeah yeah so what are you getting into uh well i'll tell you this it's it's kind of a neat it's neat to me shit i don't know if it's neat to anybody else so i got this kid that works for me you know that young kid he's ate up with motorcycles and four-wheelers and just all things mechanical it's cool the little shit absolutely wears my ass out at times for being did you tell people how you found them in your van, your creeper vans. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I lost my dog. Yeah. yeah, I lost my puppy. Can you come help me <laughs> help find me him? find it. Now you've got slave labor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just keep him tied up in the corner and feed him fish heads. That's right. Yeah. So I remember this point in my life, but kind of beat around the bush here. That exciting, new, you get your first motorcycle. What can you do to it? Where are you going to go on it? What's life going to be like type of And bullshit. you can't think about anything else, but yeah. what you can do to it. Yeah, and that's no more relevant than than this right here. So I had this old Honda CX500 kicking around the shop for a while, kind of dilapidated, all there and fairly solid, but it had been neglected for years and years and years. And for people that don't remember that bike, it was back in the 70s and early 80s. It had the uh, inverted V, kind of like a Motoguzi engine. Yeah, it sits in there sideways. Yeah, and And it's part of the frame. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's really kind of cool about the bikes is there ain't shit for a frame. I mean, it's just a large three-inch neck that goes all the way back down to the rear suspension. Just makes kind of a loop like a backward C. Engine hangs suspended in the frame. So it's a weird bike. Didn't really What you lovingly refer to as broke back. Yeah, yeah. It's two hot dogs in one bun weird. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But that's what's, it's kind of one of those things. It's so ugly. It's kind of cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this guy's like, hey, man, I bought this bike on a whim. You know, I don't really want to do shit with it. You think you can get rid of it for me? Sell it. I only want a couple hundred bucks for it. That's all I paid for it. Granted, there's no title, no key, no nothing. So I, I told the kid that works for me, I'm like, hey, you know, do you want this bike? This is the price. Does it run? No, not yet. Without, I mean, and without batting an eye, after I asked him that, he's like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, it's been in the shop, and he's always kind of been looking at it and saying, like, what's the deal with this? What what are we going to do? You know, what's the story on it? So he ended up buying it. Well, technically, I bought it, and now he's just got to work that, that bill off. It takes six months to work off $200 in your shop. <laughs> yeah, fish heads aren't that expensive. No, 
so all day yesterday, you know, I told him in the morning and all day yesterday, he's just eyeballing this thing. And when he gets done with one job, he's like, Hey, can I work on that? And I'm like, no dude, like that's personal. You you're on the clock. Shit, yeah. This is business and this is business hours. I don't mind you working on it after hours. I don't mind you working on it on the weekends, all that crap. But when we're here open to close, like it's customer time, that's that. So, you know, he got the drift pretty quick and he's like, okay, you're right. Yeah, no problem. So he works pretty hard the rest of the day and I keep seeing him eyeballing this thing and going over to wash his hands. Well, it sits right next to my sink. So we get to the end of the day. We get all cleaned up, all the tools put up, and he's like, hey, do you mind if I call my grandma and see if I can stay another hour or two and work on this? I'm like, shit, I don't care. You know, just lock up when you leave. Make sure everything's done. So I got roped into it because I'm a freak, and we start tearing this thing apart. It had the old Vetter front fairing on it. Oh, ugly. Yes, yes. Mr. Greg Vetter. It has this big ass, it looked like a chain link fence gate, you know, mm-hmm. all the metal work on the back with this big old nasty trunk on it. It's got to start slinging that stuff off. Yeah. So it takes us about 10 minutes to dismantle this part of it. We get it all stripped down and he's like, Hey, you know, I know there's no key, but is there any way that we can bypass it? I want to see if it turns over. Unplug it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, we can bypass it. So this is 1979 technology. We can bypass it. So we hook a jump box up to it, and I pull the ignition out, and I jump some wires, and it it cranks over a couple of times. Just, you know, real slow, and then it locks up. And now he's freaked. Can't get it to unlock, and I'm like, it's not a big deal. You know, we'll get it unlocked. We'll soak it and all that bullshit. So we finished taking off the airbox and all the crap. You got to take half the freaking bike apart to take the airbox off. It's stupid the way that they were stuck. stuck well, they didn't there. make the bikes for very long. It wasn't like a. No, no. That CX500 was not a very popular bike. No, because of, of things like that. That and it's just, it's kooky, honestly. But, and this is the part that really gets me. So we get it all stripped down and I could see the wheels turning on him. And he's like, man, this could actually be kind of cool. So I start putting a little input in and I'm like, yeah, you know, if we cut all this shit off here, move this, you know, we can build, basically trick it way down. Take off the whole back half, get rid of the twin shocks on it, go to a mono shock in front of the wheel, just do a small independent, small seat mount. And I'm like, and if you really want a cafe racer, we can build, we can build the little cafe bobber style back end. And no shit. Like, I love those. You know, I love the little speed bubble mm-hmm. on the back. And he goes, is that the ones that has that little bubbly ass looking thing on it? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I hate it. No, he didn't. Don't. No. He's like, I hate that. I was like, what? <laughs> I said, you can't have a cafe racer without that. And he's like, what about just a flat seat? And I'm like, what the hell? You know, nobody wants to run a flat seat with no ass on it. He's like, well, he wants to get a girl on that. I asked him, I said, do you want to go two up? And he's like, no, just me. And I'm like, all right, what about a tracker style rear end? And, you know, the back end be more like a tracker style. And I explained it to him and he's in love with it. And I'm like, you're fucking weird, kid. <laughs> like, who does that? But it's his ride, his, his wants, his needs. So, I have the beholder. Yeah, yeah. Which it'll still look pretty cool. So I think what we're going to do is cut the whole rear frame section off 
and then move, build a mount, put a mono shock on it, and then maybe just do like a little tracker style fender fairing type thing on the back of it. Cut some knee pockets into the tank. Then we were talking about switching the front end out to a newer GSXR front end, inverted, big brakes, really, really high handling front end. So then we move on to the exhaust, and you remember the exhaust on those I do, and I was going to ask you if you didn't bring it up, what about the exhaust? Oh, man, and they're atrocious, and that's what he's like. He's like, why do they have these big baseball bat-looking cans on here? I said, well, you got to understand, like, that's what it was back then. He's like, I hate them. What can we do? What are we going to do? So we kind of came up with an idea, and it's going to go one of two different ways. I said, well, shit. You know, if we leave it tall so you can actually, you know, quote unquote, road race this thing, you know, you want a little bit taller bike for higher lean angle and crap like that. I said, we can take and run the two exhaust pipes, the head pipes off and around the front of the motor, tuck it underneath the bike and build an X pipe for it and then run them out both sides. If you want to leave it open, it'll be obnoxious and loud, but it'll perform and it'll work. Or we're going to build a two-into-one header and hang like a new style sport bike muffler up underneath the bottom of the bike. So it's all concealed, all tucked away. What about scrambler mufflers? Remember the old Honda 450 scramblers? High side pipes. High side, over the top of each other. Yeah. I think that would be cool. It would be cool. So there's a whole bunch of shit that, you know, we're just kicking through. And like, that's the cool part about it is that. You know, now you have this opportunity as this young kid to, to freaking have a custom built bike for yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, could you imagine ever having a custom built bike ever for your first bike or even no. your second bike or anything? Like most people get just what they can afford and get the ugliest damn thing out there just to be on two wheels. So it's, it's pretty neat and it kind of makes you remember why. Motorcycles are so fascinating at a young age. Well, on that particular subject line, how's your daughter's bike coming? Mm. Sportster. It is stripped apart. All the fab work's done. She's okayed all the stuff that I was talking about doing to it. Is she management in this project? Yes, yes. She is. She's got to okay how it looks, how it feels, all that stuff. And you're slave labor? Yes, I am. Like like everybody in my life, I'm just a freaking tool. You know, use me and then oh, take it bless away. Heart. God love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the playing this small thing. little violin here. Oh man. <laughs> you guys can't see it. No, so it is it is all stripped, ready to go to paint and powder coat. Um I'm not a rich person by no means, so I'm selling one of my bikes to kind of help fund the project a little bit. So um, not that I don't have the money to do it, but I, I like having money and extra money. So yeah, as yeah. you do. Yeah. So I'm trying to sell my chopper to help kind of fund it and make sure. Cause I told, I told Reagan, I said, look, we're not going to do this half-assed. If we're going to do it, it's going to be the best of the best parts. Paint's going to be through the roof. Like it's going to be a brand new high quality motorcycle. We're not just going to botch it together, you know, little bullshit here little bullshit there like it's gonna get all new everything you know high polish we're gonna polish a lot of stuff on it we're gonna just we're gonna do it really really well you know like i was doing it for a customer or something just because it's hers doesn't mean we're gonna go halfway and cobble stuff together so are you setting a precedent there with uh 
doing it that way. And then along comes Kennedy and yeah. along comes Carter. Yeah. Well, Kennedy so far doesn't have any interest in having her own motorcycle, which if she ever does, do the exact same thing for her. And Carter, the little shit's already got a bike. I mean, he's had one since he was six months old. So he's, I mean, he's set and he's got a nice bike, but he's set. It just is what it is. And I do that for my kids or my wife, it, no matter what. If they wanted it, it's going to be the best of the best. Yeah. Simple as that. Does Carter still have his little Indian? Yeah. Does he yeah. still ride it? Holy shit. We had that snow and that ice. We've got a big old massive, like, 2,000 square foot concrete patio. And he was out there just doing donuts and drifting it and spinning it all over the place when it was covered in ice. So he still ate up with it. Good. I think we talked about it a little while ago. I I got this little Honda Metropolitan in the it was in the shop, abandoned. So you know, it'd been running, had it fixed, but the people just never came back to pick it up. So I brought it to the house because I wanted to get this free up a little bit of space in my shop. So I brought it out to the house and that little son of a bitch was on it for days. I mean, just running all over the place between Really? Yeah, between my sister-in-law's house, my mother and father-in-law's house, our house, him and his sister, Kennedy, we're just on it, cruising around. thought it was the greatest thing in the world at like Mach 18 miles an hour. Yeah. burning this thing down, honking the horn, screaming and everything. Turning the turn signals on. Yeah, yeah. Just in love with it. And it's, it's super funny because... They just got that thing like I do, where if it's mechanical, you can run it and you can drive it. They want to drive it. Cool. So it's funny. Yeah, he's still beating up everything he can beat up. So what are you working on for yourself? Because of all the time you have left over for yourself. Yeah, I have put a few later nights into... I've got one particular bike that I think I'm going to be riding it around for the next couple of years. You know, obviously, unless someone's like, hey, I'll buy that. But it is a... 1976 Harley FXE, which would have been the Dyna Lowrider or Dyna, whatever it was, that I've kind of done an FLH front end on. But it came in, I bought it from a guy who wanted to get rid of it and put some money into his newer Electro Glide that he bought. Um, this is a bike he'd been working on for years, never ran it, just kind of tinkering on it. But he just kind of got to the end of the line. He had some health issues. Well, now he's feeling a lot better, wants to go riding, but knew he wasn't going to be riding this shovel head around. So he brought it in. I bought it really, really cheap and traded out some labor on his newer bike. Got it all fixed up. I've been dicking with it lately, and I've just about got it ready to start running. Um, well, actually put on the street. I've got a bunch of shit, like just parts laying around. You know, I'm kind of a parts collector at times. He's a scrapyard dog. Yeah, yeah, especially vintage Harley parts. Like, I just love them for whatever reason. So I threw a set of old Cyclesmith 16-inch tall bars on it, rewired everything, um, got everything working as far as that goes on it, put a new battery into it. He said that the engine had been bored 10 over and all the top end's done. It's it's great. All you got to do is set the points and it should start up and run. So, of course, I took the points out. Like, I hate points. I know everybody loves them from back then because you can get parts for them anywhere, but I don't want to have to get parts for it. So I put an electronic ignition system into it and then fired it up. I mean, it took a minute to get it to fire up. The petcock was leaking real bad. Gas was shit in it. 
So we flushed it all out. It had an old Zenith carburetor on it with an accelerator pump. Kind of looks like a SNS Super B, but it's it's not by no yeah. means. Well, that particular style, it doesn't have like on the butterfly for the the throttle cable to hook up to. It's just got the tumbler where you pass a cable through it and cinch it down with a screw. Not a big deal, but it didn't have anything on it, any provisions on it to hold the cable for the throttle cable. And they used to make a little bracket and I kind of kicked around building a bracket for it. But in this deal that I got, I got a really badass SNS Super B carb for it. So I swapped it over to the Super B, set timing, set everything, fired up for the first time and I'm tuning the carburetor. And no shit, every last oil line's leaking. Hmm. The base gaskets well, are... it is a Harley Davidson. Yes. Okay. And an older one, Whatever. Too. <laughs> the base gaskets I can see seeping a little bit. It's got a head gasket leak, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, what the shit? Like, this was supposed to all been done. Well, I get to messing with it, and everything was loose. So I go back through and retighten, retorque everything, tighten up the oil lines... Fire it up again, and that prick runs like a top. No leaks, no head gasket leaks, no nothing. For now. For now. That's true. Very true statement. But I'm just so super stoked about it. It's it's so ugly, it's cool. It does come out factory with like the nine-spoke mag wheels. Well, the, the bike is maroon. It actually looks very close to the same color as my son's bike. But they've painted the wheels the same color. It didn't have a tail light on it. Didn't have a seat on it. It just had a bunch of old. So what are you going to do with it? Just make it a round town grocery getter? Hell no! I'm going to run that thing wherever I need to go. Really? Yes. Yes. I threw a sissy you got a bar big on bag the bag on there for a toolkit. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're we're going to try to make it not need a toolkit. Okay. But, but it's just it's a full time job, folks. It is. And that's what's so cool about it, though. Like, I've had old bikes and shovel heads, and I've had new bikes and really high-end, like, nice-ass bikes. And if you're into attention, you know, if you really get that rush from when you pull up, people are just like, oh, wow, what are you on? What's this? Buy an old Harley. Because I've been to different meets and shows and stuff like that and gatherings and bike nights where you could have, like, today's day, the big wheel baggers are hot, right? Mm-hmm. Big high, high horsepower Dynas are hot. Well, I've been places in this same time frame relatively where there's shit ton of people looking at all those and pulled up on an old Harley or an old Chop and it will absolutely pull a crowd from all that stuff just to come look at your old Harley. Old junk ass parts, dirty bike, but just something about a vintage Harley that people love. I don't care who you are. It's cool. Yeah, it always draws a crowd. It always brings people over. And then, of course, they start asking you what it is, you know, what about this? And then you get to listen to all the stories from their past about them being on an old Harley back when they were new and how shitty they were and stuff like that. So, But that's part of the mystique. I mean, you know, we kind of tease about oil leaks and toolkits and stuff like that. But to me, in my mind, back in the day, that was half the fun. Yeah. Tinkering with it. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. I mean, it's nice to get out on your bike and go for a ride and knowing that this rock solid, I'm going to get home just fine and there's not going to be any problems. But on the other side of that coin, there's something kind of exciting getting out on a bike and going, it's kind of sketchy. Yeah. I might have to make a call or pull over and fix it myself. 
Right. That puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Like that to me makes everything more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get on, I'm not knocking newer bikes. I'll probably have another newer bike, you know, but, uh, when you hop on one of those and you just turn the key on, hit the button, it goes bang, you cruise around, like it kind of gets monotonous, kind of gets boring at times, but you get on an old one where there are four speeds, you know, at best a five speed. It vibrates a little bit. It shakes a little bit. It's got a unique sound. And the whole time you're sitting there thinking like, am I going to make it through this? Like to me, that's, that's the exciting part. It is. So I'm just, where I'm at right now is my head is we're just, I'm old bikes right now. I've sold all my newer ones. I've gotten rid of all the convenience and I'm going back right now, going back to just the old style, old school, if you will, just fun bikes. And you know what's really cool? Hmm. My bike is not in your shop anymore. <laughs> There's a first. Fucking victories. <laughs> All the cosmetic work is done. Yeah, yeah. Happy with it? I am. I love the suicide shift. Good. It actually shifts smoother than with the clutch. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Hopefully we hit the nail there then. It took a minute, but hopefully we got it all, all the yeah. bugs worked out. Of and to that. be fair, most of the waiting was having Chrome done. Yeah, that's true. So you can't really count that. Yeah, I mean, it, it sat there forever, but it was just, like I said, on the waiting list, waiting for stuff to show up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you take all that away, it was only in there for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Well, once we got all that stuff back, what it take me like 20 minutes to put it all on yep. there and put it back together and you're out riding? I couldn't be more happy. So that's awesome. That really is. I tell you what, something that's kind of neat and I didn't know how big of a, I wouldn't say a following or anything, but you remember the old pan head we did? Yeah. You remember that, that part that I built for the clutch to lock mm-hmm. it up and unlock it? So I get a phone call from a guy out of New Jersey the other day. You know, I can't remember how he got my phone number or how he kind of got in contact, but he's like, hey, I need all your information. I'm like, hold up. You know, who's asking? What are you, a cop? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, wait a minute. So anyway, he's like, no, I saw that build. He's like, I really love your stuff. On He saw it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We put it on YouTube and on our website. Yeah, and I was like, shit, I don't know anything about, you know, the YouTube. I said, that's, you know, that's my buddy Craig. He put it on there this and that. And he's like, well, do you mind sending me some pictures of that part that you built? He's like, I've got one of these. He's like, I've got five or six buddies that we run these clutches, but this one part is really interesting to us. And of course me and my stupor, I'm like, fuck, I don't give a shit. Yeah, sure. So I sent him videos and pictures of this part that we had manufactured for it, but it was just crazy to get a call from New Jersey. Now he's going to patent it, make $10 million and you're out the window. (laughs) Yep. That's it. That's it. I'll be the guy that dies on his deathbed being like, that son of a bitch stole it from me. You know what I mean? Even though I gave it to him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it it was just cool, you know, that the Harley culture and the old bike building culture, like to get a guy, we're in, we're in Missouri. I mean, I'm a nobody from nowhere, but to get this guy call me up saying, Hey, through the rabbit hole of YouTube, I found this and I need this. Like that's, that's cool. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Pretty interesting. Well, it sounds like you've had a pretty good week. I have too, and I'm going to spend the rest of the day riding my bike. If you've enjoyed this episode, you might consider becoming a Patreon member. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides or go to OzarkRides.com and select the Patreon 
tab anywhere on any page. We sure would appreciate it. Every little bit helps. So until next time, be safe, keep riding. It's perfect weather out there, for most of us anyway. And uh, we'll see you next time.